This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Alabama files a statement of interest when it comes to an ongoing lawsuit against the town of Brookside in Jefferson County. The filing is in connection with a civil suit that was taken up by a federal court regarding the city leadership and police department. The U.S. attorney is asking the federal judge to allow the whole case to continue. The plaintiff in the case is Brittany Coleman, who says she was fraudulently charged in 2020 by police for drug possession. Coleman also says her vehicle was then illegally towed. Reports of the Brookside police running a traffic stop racket to make money for the city first started to emerge at the beginning of 2022. Three of Alabama's congressional members are asking the Secretary of Defense whether or not funding continues to universities that have clear ties to the communist China government. Congressman Mike Rogers, Mo Brooks, and Robert Adderholt sent a letter to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin about Confucius Institutes that are located within college campuses. These Confucius Institutes have been infiltrating the institutions for some time now. The letter wants to know if these colleges have closed as required by the National Defense Authorization Act of 2021 and if those schools have possibly reopened under another name but with the same agenda and the same ties to the Chinese government. There are two of these Confucius Institutes here in Alabama, one at Troy University and the other at Alabama A&M University in Huntsville. The Supreme Court of Alabama has a new clerk. This comes after Julia Weller retired. Megan Byrne Roadbeck has been appointed to that position and will officially begin her duties on the 1st of August. Roadbeck applied for the job at the beginning of July. Chief Justice Tom Parker says the vote to approve Roadbeck was unanimous since she has a track record of proven leadership and trust. Roadbeck worked on the Court of Civil Appeals and with a senior staff attorney before this latest appointment. The former football coach to the Crimson Tide, Gene Stallings, has suffered a third stroke. Stallings has also been battling COVID-19 as of late. He says this latest stroke did not cause any paralysis. Stallings was a coach at Alabama for seven seasons after being an assistant to coach Bear Bryant. A Chick-fil-A employee in Guntersville is getting some national attention in a new commercial. Carol Beck has been working at the Guntersville restaurant since 2006 after she first retired from the world of finance. Miss Carol is known by all in that Chick-fil-A dining room, especially young children. Her help for families came to the attention of Chick-fil-A corporate leaders, and she, along with one of those families, was part of this latest commercial. Here's a snippet. I walked into Chick-fil-A completely outnumbered. My husband was away at military leadership training, and the kids were doing this. Miss Carol brought me water, something to eat, and then before I knew it, she was tying Margot's shoes up and carrying her out to the car. It always makes me feel good if I help somebody. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news. The Federal Reserve has raised interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point, so the interest rate policy is now within the range of 2.25 to 2.5 percent. That is up from the range of 1.5 to 1.75. In this new announcement, the Federal Reserve also noted that the U.S. economy has slowed down, citing the reduction in spending and production as markers, but also touting job gains and the current unemployment rate. 
The Federal Reserve also chose to blame Russia and its invasion of Ukraine as the key contributor in this inflation. Well, he's out of isolation and now wearing a mask whenever in public. President Joe Biden says his COVID-19 test came back negative, so he will be working in the Oval Office and no longer isolated in the White House living quarters. I want to thank you all for your well wishes, your prayers uh, over this past week and the calls I've gotten. I also want to thank the medical team here at the White House uh, for the incredible care they gave me. Fortunately, God, thankfully, thank God willing, there was my symptoms were mild. My recovery was quick and I'm feeling great. Attorneys for former President Donald Trump have given notice to CNN that they will be suing them over defamatory statements regarding the 2020 presidential election and fraud. CNN was given a 282-page notice of Trump's intent, demanding that the network publish a full and fair correction, apology, and retraction. On the same day of that filing, Trump spoke to supporters in Washington, D.C. for the first time since he left the White House in January of 2021. Trump spoke at the America First Policy Institute, in which he said this. Never forget, everything this corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about preserving their power and control over the American people. They want to damage you in any form, but they really want to damage me so I can no longer go back to work for you. And I don't think that's going to happen. And speaking of the 2020 presidential election, Alcona and Cass counties in the state of Michigan have now voted to reject and rescind the results of that presidential election. The two Michigan counties have now joined other counties in Wisconsin, the entire Texas State Republican Party, the Maricopa County Republicans in Arizona, the Arizona State Republican Party, and the Montana Republican Party in declaring the presidential election fraudulent and stolen. Two other counties in Iowa are intending to do the same. Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley is out and about explaining the letter that he recently sent to the U.S. Justice Department about those within the FBI who helped cover up the questionable contents on the Hunter Biden laptop. Grassley spoke on Fox News. I believe that there were people in the FBI who had partisan views that should never be involved in any investigation that okayed a go-ahead of an investigation of Trump based upon fuzzy newspaper reporting. At the same time, we also have evidence uh, from whistleblowers that uh, that same person, his name was Tebow, uh, said go ahead and uh, cancel a certain information that we had, information that was pretty sound for investigating Hunter Biden, but they wanted to characterize it as disinformation and they shut that investigation down. And I brought that information uh, to uh, Director Ray, or let's put it this way, I put out a press release Mm -hmm. and that guy was moved out of that decision-making process. I also had a conversation with Ray that there was more of this to come. Now this is hurting the credibility of the FBI. People ought to have ultimate confidence in the FBI. Another judge in Georgia is ruling in favor of Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene when it comes to keeping her name on the 2022 general election ballot. 
An advocacy group called Free Speech for People have petitioned against Green, saying that she played a part in the Capitol Hill breach that occurred on January 6, 2021, and in doing so violated parts of the 14th Amendment regarding aid to the enemies of the U.S. This week, Judge Christopher Brasher of the Fulton County Superior Court says Green is eligible for re-election, and the judge upheld a lower court ruling that determined that the petitioners had failed to make their case by way of evidence that Green engaged or supported any violence. A poll released on Wednesday of this week from the nonprofit organization Kaiser Family Foundation shows that 53% of parents with young children view the COVID-19 vaccine as a bigger risk to their child's health than getting the COVID-19 virus. 73% of those that took the poll are Republican or Republican-leaning. 71% are parents who are also unvaccinated themselves, and 67% of them had a child who already tested positive for COVID-19. The poll by KFF is pretty extensive in its numbers and can be found at their website at kff.org. The head football coach for the Michigan Wolverines is putting his money where his faith is. Jim Harbaugh spoke on ESPN about how he would help anyone on his staff or within the football team who is dealing with an unwanted pregnancy in light of the recent Supreme Court ruling that places the abortion issue back at the state level. I've told same thing I tell my 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 kids, boys, the girls, same thing I tell our our players, our staff members, uh, you know, I would encourage them if they have if they have a pregnancy that's you know, wasn't planned, uh, you know, to go through with it, go through with it, you know, let that, that unborn child be born. And if at that time you, know, uh, you, you don't feel like you can care for it, you don't have the means or the wherewithal, then Sarah and I will take that baby. Any player on our team, uh, any female staff member, any staff member, or anybody in, in our family, our, our, uh, our, uh, our extended family <clears throat> that, that that uh, doesn't feel like after they have a baby that they can take care of for it. We got a big house. We'll we'll, uh, we'll raise that baby. Michigan has a state law in place that bans abortions. However, Michigan Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer is seeking to revoke that ban. And on the topic of sports, a biological man who was named Will Thomas at birth, but now calls himself Leah and also joined the Penn State women's swimming team as a transgender athlete, is out of the running for Woman of the Year Award. The NCAA decided to go with an actual biological woman for this award. That's someone who was born a female at birth, remains a female, and has no plans of denouncing herself as a female. That honor goes to Columbia University fencer Sylvie Binder. She won the NCAA fencing championship back in 2019. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Alabama Unfiltered as Holly Martin tells her story about baby Grace. Christmas, I got a phone call from the physician that said, um, well, you have one of two things. You either have, your child either has trisomy 18 or they have Down syndrome. One, they're going to die. The other one, you have to prepare for what Down syndrome brings. And so we lived probably through New Year's when I was able to come back to Charleston. Um, I was with my husband, he's uh, in the military, and we um, were away for Christmas. So in January is when I really started to dive deep into what it meant, what, what a child meant and whose who's it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Grace was, was God's. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. 
I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.